New year, new me, new podcast name. It's the first official episode of The Metal Shop. A Monday warrior, mean, mean stride. Today's Tom Sawyer, mean, mean pride. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of the Metal Shop Podcast with me, Big Frog. And me, Mike Castleberry. <laughs> and yes, that's right. We decided to start the new year with a new name because we made a joke and people didn't really get it. So that's what you do when yeah. your joke consistently doesn't hit. You cut it and come with something else. Yep. Uh, we figured, uh, we mentioned this on the, the last episode of, of 2019 that we're going to rename it uh, we decided to go with the metal shop because it gets the point across i mm-hmm. hope yeah there's gonna should. be there's gonna be some dude with a soldering iron yeah. like a real man grinder right now and a grinder yeah, yeah. fuck man <laughs> maybe that's finally maybe that's where all our extra hits have been from yeah just shop teachers going like finally a podcast for me right you know <laughs> just dudes with eye patches that yell at kids <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's another thing, too, because um, I'm going to start, like, doing shout-outs and stuff wherever I go. Yeah. And, and Metal Shop is going to be easier for people to remember what the fuck. What did he say? Something about the lights? I don't know. Yeah. Fucking, Metal yeah. Shop. We got a fucking new logo and yeah. everything for it that a friend of yours yeah, did Yeah, Big George you. did it. George Serrano. He's a... Uh, He's a he was with me in Spain. He's a he's a really good artist. He does like this abstract like Spanish style of yeah. art, and uh, yeah, so he did it for me for the for an IOU. So yeah, <laughs> that, no. so that's cool. That's why it helps that you got them hookups. Because yeah, we got a a free logo that we can use for not so much merch because ain't nobody gonna want to buy right our shit. But you know, if we go to a show, like you said, we yeah. can. It's something that'll look good on a t shirt. Right. And or and on people will be like, hey, I wonder what or that on is. Stickers you know? yeah, there or you go. something like that to hand out. Right. You know, it's something that it it's just it works a lot better and I kinda wish we did something like this sooner. Right. Because we've been doing this shit for well over a year and yeah. with, you know, we get some little here's and there's and but, you know I don't know. But I well let's just let's just go out on a limb and say twenty twenty is our make or break year. Yeah. You know? And if we don't make it, uh, yeah. Well, if we're it. still at twenty listeners at the end of the twenty twenty, then yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll probably still do it. Yeah, yeah I don't see why not. Yeah, <laughs> but you know. But I mean, it's it's something we do for fun. Yeah. Right, right. So I did do the first shout out right at uh-huh. uh, the George Lynch seminar, which was at Pitbull Audio, which yeah. is this place in National City. It's in a little warehouse district. And if it wasn't, they do uh, mail orders, like um, Musician's Friend and mm-hmm. Guitar Center and all that. I guess they're like the sixth biggest one. And if it wasn't for that, they would have already shut down because a guitar shop in National City really isn't going to fly. Yeah. But since they do all that mail order stuff, they have um, a lot of clinics and stuff. And it's great. And this time was George Lynch. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm a huge fan, yeah. you know. And so, uh, and so I went and I had told you, I go, yeah, man, if I get to ask a question, I'm going to shout out the podcast and the new name and whatever. And so I did, right? After one guy. Probably ejected. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, after one guy, there was one guy there who he must have been a super fan also, but he had like 50 questions, you know, and he held up the line at the, at the uh, signing and all that. Come but on, fucker. Anyway, whatever. He went first, right? And so I was waiting, waiting, waiting. Finally, I asked him and, uh, I said, uh, yeah, this is Big Frog for Metal Shop Podcast and whatever. Yeah. And as soon as I, as soon as I went to ask the question, he went into a joke uh-huh. because that's what like they do because they're not really public speakers, yeah. But they, you know, they learn to like use humor and it's not really like 
funny, funny, but it's yeah. more like just um, charming yeah. or whatever. So I go, yeah, I'm Big Frog from the Metal Shop Podcast. And he's like, oh, man. He's like, so you're the one, huh? You were supposed to interview me four hours ago, and I've been waiting here and whatever. And so the whole crowd starts booing me. So, so I'm just like, oh, no. But the cool thing was, he's like, oh, no, just kidding, just kidding. Yeah. What's the name of the podcast again? And I said, oh, Metal Shop Podcast. He's like, oh, Metal Shop Podcast. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I got to say it twice. There you go. You know, and maybe, who knows? Maybe we got some clicks maybe off Maybe a it. couple people looked at yeah, it. Yeah, because... Um, because Pitbull Audio then puts the uh, the video of the clinics online, mm-hmm. and so then thousands of people watch them. Yeah, so it's cool. And um, and George Lynch was man, he was you know awesome. He he played, which was awesome, and then he uh, talked about you know a lot of things that we've talked about. Yeah. Uh, one thing he talked about was because people are always asking him, you know about this band, about that band, about how come he's not in Whitesnake, how come he's not in, you yeah. know, or whatever. And he's like, you know, I never really fit into other people's shit. It's just yeah. like, I just kind of do what I do, and, you know, and if they like that, then I guess they'll call me or whatever. Yeah. He goes, um, but he did say, you know, but if Judas Priest calls, you know, I'll, I'll pick I'll, up. Yeah. yeah, I'll pick up for that, you <laughs> know, whatever. And, um, and he said, you know, because the guy who asked all the questions asked him about, you know, if he's gotten any offers lately or whatever. And he's like, no. He's, he goes, um, he goes, nobody calls. He goes, and I've never been hired to be in anybody's band. Yeah. And so as soon as he said that, once I got to ask my question, I piggybacked on that and I go, uh, on that other guy's question, everybody says that you had the Aussie gig twice. So what's up with that? Yeah. You know, and he's like, well, he's all, I've never signed any papers. He goes, I went uh, with him to Texas and watched the show with Brad Gillis and whatever. And then, I, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, goes, but she, He goes, but Sharon didn't like me. He goes, she didn't like that I had short hair. She didn't like that my guitar was green. Mm-hmm. He goes, you know, it didn't matter, I guess, that Ozzy was bald at the time. Yeah. And I could have got another guitar. <laughs> you know, he goes, but, you know, he goes, but in retrospect, he goes, you know what they're going to pay me for that? He said two fifty a week. That's it. Yeah. He goes and he goes. Who knows? He goes. Maybe maybe if I got it now, he goes. Maybe it'd be three fifty. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So it was cool. Got got some cool uh, yeah. stories out of him. That's and, pretty cool. I mean, he wasn't. I mean, not not as much now because he's you know in the twilight of his career, yeah. as you could say. But he was a name. Oh yeah. Back in the day, like he was considered sure. a big name guitarist mm-hmm. like he was he wasn't quite up there with like randy right. or anything like that but he was like right in there that yeah, next tier of next levels. yeah for sure for you sure know? for sure so that was cool and uh that was my uh first big outing of the year and then i did that tribute fest thing oh yeah which was a trip because uh you see me and roy went and Yesenia and my Yesenia and my sister, which she really doesn't like that kind of shit. She just goes, you know, because mm-hmm. and and Lonnie. And the thing about it was, it was packed because like they just uh, it was like a bringer show basically. You know, they they gave everybody tickets yeah. to hand out or whatever, and then whoever gets the most tickets at the door with your name on him gets the you get paid or whatever it is you know and so um so i used kiss the lives tickets because you know they're my boys (laughs) (laughs) so um so yeah so we went and it was packed which is cool because i wanted to do well and i want them to do more yeah but i usually get to see these same guys where I'm just standing right in the front without yeah. no problem. So I kind of prefer that. I'm yeah. sure they prefer the other. Yeah, right? I imagine so. Yeah. So we went and uh, it was uh, it was too bad because right after your surgery. So obviously you couldn't go. Yeah. I've, but um, I've gotten to do nothing. For yeah. So how is that going anyway? That is going great. Uh, yeah, we, we ended... 
2019 on a cliffhanger where I right. mentioned we, we had to, well, first we'd taken off for the rest of the holidays, and then I had my surgery, mm-hmm. and we wanted to make sure I was in a position where I could, not that recording is uh, particularly difficult, but right. my, the first week I was at home, like, my wife's here all day. Right. Um, and then the well, surgery could have been a lot more hectic than it actually yes, was. that was also the thing is... Um, my surgeon, he basically prepared me for like all kinds of bad outcomes. <laughs> right. So I was going in there scared as shit, yeah. honestly. And even um, when I'm in pre-op, he's talking to me. He's like, yeah, we're going to do a general anesthesia on you. Usually I do a spinal one on hip replacements because it's usually about an hour-long procedure. Right. Sometimes even less. And he's like, but I, I, I anticipate this to be a long surgery. You got a lot, there's a lot of potential complications there. There's a lot of extra stuff I'm going to have to do right. because of your situation because of how fucked up my hip is from my previous surgery. Right. Like it connected weird. There's all kinds of stuff. I won't go into it. Yeah. So he's telling me, he's like, I can't even wager a guess at how long it's going to take, but we're, he was banking on maybe five hours. Wow. So I wake up, you know, I go in, I do all that jazz. They knock me out. Uh, uh, all my complications happened up front, basically, because they were having a hard time finding a vein on me, so they had to do a central line, so they put an IV in my fucking neck. Oh, jeez. Which, uh, which is fun. Yeah. You know, you're in the operating room, you're cold, and it's like, now hold still, I'm gonna numb your neck, and then I'm gonna cut, basically put a fucking tube in your jugular. Wow. And that shit was gnarly, but, uh. Yeah, it's funny because I'm used to anesthesiologists. They do that whole, okay, count backwards. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. That fool didn't say shit. I was like, my the doctor, he's putting the, the oxygen mask on me. He's like, all right, just breathe. It's just oxygen. He's like, just focus on breathing oxygen right now. And as he's saying that, that's when the dude hit me with yeah. the shit through my IV. So yeah. I'm, I was literally... I go from, all right, you're breathing oxygen to, uh, I'm breathing oxygen in the recovery room. Right. And so, I, right. Well, then my wife came in and told me, oh, the doctor's going to be in in a minute to talk with you. But yeah. your surgery went really, really well. It went better than he hoped for. You didn't have to have a bone graft. He didn't have to do this other thing he thought he was going to have to do. Right. Uh, you were out for maybe two hours. Wow. <laughs> you know? Nice. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So then. He basically, it basically went more, better than perfect. Cool. Like it, every single complication he thought was going to happen didn't happen. Right. Right down to the fact that, um, the joint that he put in, um, it's one specifically for people that have like a hip deformity like I had. Right. Um, he's used to having to carve out bone and stuff to make it fit. Right. Apparently it fucking fit perfectly. He didn't have to do extra work to get it to fit. Like everything was just falling into place. Uh, my recovery has gone exceptionally well. Um, cool. I've been ahead of pace on that. I'm up and already so I'm kind of limping around without a walker uh, as of right now, which before surgery, I didn't even know if I was going to be able to put weight on it for three mm. months. So the fact that it's less than three weeks later, and honestly, I was up and starting to do that in less than two. Damn. So I'm coming along pretty quickly so it's just a matter of doing all my exercises and shit like that and just getting the strength back in my hip and leg and cool i'm in the free and clear you know every time i've ever woke up from anesthesia i woke up like <gasps> like i was coming back to life or something you know it's weird like the you know, yeah i might be having another surgery soon because my no i mean you can see how I can't say my N's and my B's and yeah. my, you know, it's because I don't get no air through my nose. Yeah. So hopefully that'll be, if that gets fixed, I'll be able to talk better. Yeah. But, um, but that's going to be a, another one, you know, uh, the doctor is tripping on my nose, how jacked up it is, yeah. yo. He was like, were you in the UFC or something? And I'm <laughs> like, yeah, ultimate fat boy championship. Yeah, for sure <laughs> I was. And I go, no, I go, yeah, I used to snort a lot of things and get hit a lot. So that's probably like, yeah, what that'll do in it. there, yeah. So we'll see about that. Anyways, so it's back to the fun stuff. <laughs> yeah, back to tribute fest. So, uh, so we show up, and um, it's one of those things when there's so many people. You, if you want to be close, 
you got to stay close because you can't, you're not going to leave and make it yeah. back, you know, or whatever. Or it's a pain in the ass or whatever. And that's when you realize, like, what you really like and what you really don't like. Yeah. Because you're, you're having to stand there. And, you know, for me, like, once I've been standing in one spot for, like, an hour, yeah, my left thigh starts going numb and fucking, I get these weird fucking pains and shit. So, it's like, you know, it ain't pleasant, yeah. you know? And it's a lot more pleasant if I dig what's going on on the stage, yeah. right? So we got there, and the first band was Anthem, Rush Tribute Band, which mm. this was before, you know, the news broke and all that. Yeah. But um, I had seen them before, and they had a chick singer, which obviously is a lot easier for yeah. a chick to, to get into that range. But uh, And I knew that they had a dude now, and I was a little skeptical about it. Yeah. But um, basically... Like, when I go see them, I go see that dude. The, the dude's name is Jack Wagner. Yeah. He's a bassist. He's he's a sick bassist, you know. So, he, it's one of those things where it's a tribute to the music and not the... Oh, yeah, the, they don't dress like... Yeah, yeah, it's not like they have a Getty Lee that's playing bass and singing. Right, no, like no. But he, he plays bass and keys, okay. you know. But, uh, and he and he does, he nails all the Getty parts... And even he's comfortable enough playing that shit that he can inject some of his own style in it. Yeah. So that's awesome. I, you know, I, I, I love that shit. But as I feared, and they play a lot of early Rush. Okay. So that's even higher range Getty, yeah. right? And the dude, he did a, a, a pretty good job. He struggled on a few songs. Fly by Night got away from him mm-hmm. and a couple of things. <clears throat> and, you know... Um, but the people dug it, you know, and, uh, and it's just, you know, that, I mean, a lot of people find Getty annoying as it is. Yeah. And so when you're doing a less than par Getty, that's even rougher, I think. So, you know, but it was cool. Like I said, that dude, Jack Wagner's a beast on bass. And, uh, so it was cool. The next band was called Blackout. Right, and it's a Scorpions band. Gotcha. And the thing about it, wonder how many Scorpions tribute bands called Love Drive there are. No, that would be a bad, <laughs> that would be a good one. I like I like that one. But uh, the um, the the thing about the Scorpions is that it's a uh, it's really simple music, you yeah. know, but it all locks in like, yeah. and it has to be just so. So the sound guy was having kind of a rough time. The rhythm guitar was low. Mm. The lead guitar was loud. And the rhythm guitar in Scorpion is really important. Yeah. You know? And uh, and then the singer was no was no good. I mean, I didn't like him. Yeah. And the trick with a Scorpion's tribute is you got to sing with an accent. Too. Right. You know, and or he, else it doesn't sound right. And he and he tried that because you know how like like under we you know he like yeah. doesn't say the word right a lot of times so yeah. he did that you know it just i don't know it wasn't it just didn't all didn't sync click up. for you Yeah, the highlight of, of that band, because I always look for the highlight. Yeah. You know, I always look for the bright side. Well, because you're there, you're trying to have a fucking good time. Right, you know. And so I would say that the that the Matthias of the band was the highlight. Mm-hmm. And uh, his name is Scott E. Slick. Oh, good. So he was, so Scott E. Slick was, was good. 
you know, and he also happened to be at the George Lynch uh, thing. Yeah. You know, and I go, I go, that's fucking Matthias from the, I told Lolly, and Lolly ended up talking to him and shit, but whatever. So, after that, uh, it was Maiden USA, and they're one of the better Maiden bands. Yeah. They're not as good as the Iron Maidens, but they're, they're there, you know, and, uh, and the singers, Chris Kelly, he, he's, you know, he does Bruce. Uh, he's got short hair, like when Bruce had short hair the last yeah. few years or whatever. And, he, you know, he does the whole shtick. And it's great, you know. Uh, he's a standout, and the band is good. And the other standout is uh, a dude that they just got, must, must have been recently. His name is Dylan Ayala, and he plays the Adrian Smith role. Okay. And he's like, I always look for the dudes in the tribute bands, that could be like a real dude in a real band. Yeah. You know, and this guy obviously could be, you know, okay. to me, to me. And, um, like I would say at the super top of my game, I was not as good as this guy, but yeah. comparable. <clears throat> like he was very similar in style to, to the way I used to play. So I dug him a lot nice. and, 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 and them, you know, um, and then the singer, Chris Kelly, he's also starting a new band called King's Fate. Okay. So he's doing King Diamond. Oh, okay. Which, that's got to be rough, you know, but, so I'll be looking forward to seeing that. And then the last band was Kissed Alive, which are my boys. Yeah. You know, I love them. Uh, uh, Jason Beckwith, he's he's uh, Peter Chris. And he looks like Peter Chris. He sounds like Peter Chris when he sings. Might you know, actually be Peter Chris. Might be Peter Chris. <laughs> never know. Yo, uh, uh, Casey Trask. I don't want to get jump on him again because, uh, but he's like we know your feelings on right. Him. He's like my favorite San Diego guitar player yeah. right now. And he's. It's funny that we're you know all things come back to uh, the three tremors because like he's, right yeah because he's playing with he's um, playing with them a buddy of Ryan Shores uh, right Zach just got the uh, the gig the gig to. For their touring bass player, right. So I was like, man, we got connections for a right. couple of people right. in that band, which I don't think it'll lead to any t- any time any of us being able to talk to like Ripper or anything. But eh, right, maybe we can get one question out of them with a- yeah, <laughs> sometime. You know, last thing on on Kissed Alive, Vinny J. He's the uh, Paul Stanley. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really look like Paul Stanley. He doesn't really sound like Paul Stanley, but. He has the banter down, and he really connects with the crowd really well and gives you that experience like you're at a Kiss show. Hey, you know, Paul Stanley don't look like or sound like Paul Stanley (laughs) anymore either. That's true, too. (laughs) That's That's true, too. fucking grandma out there now. (laughs) Right. So the three tremors, I sent you the the CDs. I don't know if you're listening to I haven't gotten a chance to sit down and listen to it. Right. So what it is is it's the... uh, it's the same record. Yeah, you had talked about it on the podcast before where they recorded it with each vocalist just doing the record. Right, right. And like, I all think, the way through. As far as I can think of, I can't think of anybody else who's ever done that. Yeah. So I think it might be the, like the first time. Well, most bands don't have three leads. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, so I was listening to it, and the way that it played on my, uh, on my phone that I use for an iPod now... Mm-hmm. It uh it just ran as one long album. Oh geez. So I heard the whole thing took like three hours. Yeah. And um amazingly it I mean it's it's Ripper Owens, obviously, and then it's Harry Conklin who is from Jag Panzer and Sean Peck who's from Cage. Yeah. <clears throat> and just like blindly listening to it or whatever, I go look and see look. Yeah, and I really, really like the Sean Peck tracks the best. Oh, that's he's it. the dude from Cage, and and you expected Ripper was gonna. Be I your would, ex- yeah, for I mean, you know, you would think, you know, um, but he also Sean Peck wrote the lyrics, wrote the melodies, so he had that kind of a, a step more up, of a connection you know, to him. yeah, uh, but they were all good. The band is like, I mean. The drum sound is spot on. The production is spot on. The guitars sound great. You know, the singers sound great. I would say that, you know, kind of like a Shred album. Yeah. Is you really showing off how fast you can play or whatever. 
they kind of really showing off how high they can sing. So it gets a little. So old. it gets a little bit, you know, maybe mm, uh, just a touch. And so and this is why uh, you guys aren't super famous, you know. <laughs> and and then and then too, I mean, you know, if everyone could write a hit song, everyone would. Yeah. You know, and so that there's not really the hit song on yeah. there, or whatever. You know, it's just something cool to listen to. Yeah, but it's very fucking heavy metal, man. Yeah. And you know, and I dig it. You know, I like just I've been running it kind of over and over in the car. It's good. Yeah, I like it. I'm gonna listen to it a little more. I'll They're gonna come. Out. I, I I assume I'm gonna go, you yeah. know, because fuck it, you know, uh, and uh, I'll have to listen to it so I know the songs before because, like you said, when you go to a show and you don't know none of the songs, it's cool, but you're like, yeah, I'm not into it, into it because other people that know all the lyrics are like, yeah, yeah, exactly. But I don't know how many people know all the lyrics to Three Tremors songs. No, there, but that's a lot of lyrics. It's bad enough, like going to <laughs> when we saw Ace. I felt bad when he played uh, uh, Rock Soldiers. Oh, yeah. And you could tell he's trying to get the crowd to right. say the... Uh, the chorus. The, yeah, it's going to... No, the, the little breakdown thing when, you know, oh, the yeah, yeah, going to yeah. play without an ace in his deck. And yeah, you yeah, could tell yeah, nobody yeah, yeah. knew that part of the song. Right, yeah. So he's like, come yeah, on! Come on, what the fuck? <laughs> fuck! Right. And it's like, yeah, dude, man. I mean, I like Freely's Comet, but... Yeah. You're... Not, you know, people are getting jazzed for the kiss shit. You know, that's what I love about, I mean, there's some guys that don't believe in looking at the set list first. Mm -hmm. Just go to the show and it's part of the surprise. You know what they, (laughs) I like set lists. And then, you know, that way, like I can make sure like Lonnie knows at least a reasonable number of the songs. So she's not bored to shit. Yeah. You know, and, and me too for bands that I don't know all their songs. Ace, I didn't know all of his solo shit. So I listened to all that shit ahead of time to get, you know, ready. So, yeah. And that was that was a great one. That oh, was yeah. a great one. Yeah, no shit. There's gonna... Yeah, most people don't know the majority of his solo shit. I would say no. I yeah. would say the probably the stuff people know the best... I guess it would have to be stuff off, like, the first Freely's Comet yeah. record. But... Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe... Or maybe like the really new new well, stuff. I, yeah, that the really really new new stuff. Or I, you know, I'm re, I'm retarded because I was, there's also his solo album he did with Kim. Right, and that's where you know he opened with "Rip It Out" yeah. off of that, and uh, he did "Snowblind" off of that, and "New York Groove." So that was, you know, yeah. But the majority of that it was other than Rock Soldiers. And then the few tracks from uh, his solo record with Kiss, they're just, they're Kiss songs. Yeah, he's just giving the crowd what they want. Yeah, he's out there saying, "Hey, I'm gonna play Kiss shit better than Kiss right now." There you or go. Or my band is gonna. I'm gonna strum a little bit and throw picks, but yeah, uh, yeah. But you know what though? I mean, that's to me, that's like I got a lot of shit because um, in the in the Iron Maiden episode that I did, like the guitars of Iron Maiden. Yeah. When I was talking about the guitars of Iron Maiden, I spent an awful lot of time talking about how they solo. Yeah. You know, because to me, that's the ultimate measure of the dude. Yeah. You know, in a heavy metal band anyway, you know, so, uh, so to me, that's like what's important. And, and Ace nailed all the solos. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, he killed it. Yeah. And to other people be like, yeah, but he didn't really play all the rhythms. And then, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Also, I mean, you got to factor in he didn't play rhythm when he was in Kiss. That's true, too, see? So he was playing leads, but <coughs> he had another lead <laughs> in yeah. the band, too. That, yeah. That was a three-guitar band right there. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, uh, For yeah. sure. So we did say uh, after we did our episode on the, the 2020 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees that mm-hmm. we were going to update revisit we're gonna revisit that briefly uh when we get the actual uh inductees and uh yeah pretty much nobody we we like that much got picked so Uh, yeah nine inch nails got in right nine inch nails got in that was the one that i did and and uh and really like criteria wise Mm -hmm. 
they're very electronic to be considered rock. Yeah. Right? They had a few hits, but not a lot of hits. Yeah. They're controversial in a lot of ways yeah. to get played on the radio and whatever. I really don't understand what how by what criteria they got in over it's over any of the other it's yeah. interesting because in a field where you had Motorhead, you had Priest, you yeah. had Thin Lizzy, yeah. you had Soundgarden, like that's where I was right. like, Man, this felt like a different year. Right. There was a lot of sick bands that were nominated. Yeah. And then it was Nine Inch Nails, Whitney Houston, right, uh Notorious B. I. G. Right, who got T- in. Yeah, T Rex. Right, uh, yeah. Just a lot of really random ass ones See, now, that got in. To me, knowing the previous criteria of people who get in, I would have thought Thin Lizzy, boys are back in town. Yeah. Right? And I would have thought T Rex, Bang a Gong. Yeah. Because that's what they usually that gets you in, you know? Yeah. But this time. <clears throat> well, they thought, I mean, I mean, at least T Rex got in, and they're okay, but. I don't. I tried. I was sitting down and listening to more T Rex. I was yeah. like, man, all their songs just sound kind of sound like Bang a Gong to me. Right. You it's, know, and and you know what the thing about T Rex that I that I came to realize is that we don't get it because we weren't there. Yeah. You know, but they were like really influential on musicians that were young yeah. at the time, and and that you know, like Def Leppard loved T Rex. Yeah. And other, you know. Yes, yes, yes. I'm sure it's all a rich tapestry. Yeah. But, so, but it's not my thing. Yeah, it's and not my the thing. thing that is my thing. I just want the I just want these fuckers to if they're gonna do it eventually, just want these fuckers to get in while they're all alive. Like right. I mean it's already shitty enough. Like I thought maybe I thought maybe Motorhead was getting in because they made this whole big hullabaloo about how right the whole band would be eligible. Yeah, now. yeah. they decided okay, well the current members of the well the current members of the band when Lemmy died yeah are also right in the nomination. So now. it was like, hey, we're gonna let you in, but nah, nah. <laughs> that yeah. time. that's why I was like, why did you even fucking bother then? Right, like that made me think they were. Pro- there was a bigger chance. Right. But, you know. And, and, you, and you mean going on stage saying, we are Motorhead and we play rock and roll. Yeah. Isn't good enough? Yeah. Come on, man. I guess it could be argued that Motorhead never had that huge hit. Right. Like, Ace of Spades is like their, their most well-known song. Right. But it's not a hit hit. Yeah, no. They were another one of those bands that... Every fucking speed metal band got into. Well, for sure. Um, Thin Lizzy, you would think, because they had that hit, but then yeah. there's the whole thing that that was their hit. Right. They didn't have. They didn't break through right. as much in the states. Yeah. As they had hoped. Yeah. Um, and then you know what too about Motorhead? Motorhead was that bridge between punk and metal. Yeah. That should be recognized. Yeah. You know because that's a that's a huge divide that they were able to like cover. they're gonna get in at yeah. some point i just don't i just don't understand under what criteria like i don't i don't fucking care as much anymore right like i said when they when people don't get in i'm not like boo fuck yeah. the hall of fame but i like it when someone i like gets in well sure you sure. know so that's fun so when metallica got in and when sabbath got in and then when deep purple got in mm-hmm. and things like that and van halen i was like cool yeah but there's still so much more, and you know, there's the heavy metal Hall of Fame, right? 
which I know you want yeah, to touch on. Yeah, we uh, I just which I just found out was a thing. Yeah. Right. But like this year, Graham Bonnet got in, Steve Vai got in, a couple of other dudes. I you know. Yeah. Um, you know what's funny is. When I think of Graham Bonnet, I don't quite think heavy metal, though. Oh, no, and neither does he. You yeah. know, but it's, uh, it's... I guess Alcatraz is close enough. You know, I think heavy metal, is, heavy metal community is very welcoming. Like, yeah. you know, it, and, and, and we'll consider you that whether you like it or not. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we don't care. I, like his, his, you know, the shit he did with Rainbow yeah. wasn't metal. It no. was less metal than the shit that Dio yeah. did with Rainbow. Right. It was more... And the shit that he did before that was like doo-wop. Yeah. You know? Which I still don't get how, how, how Richie, Richie lis- fucking, yeah. listened to that and was like... That's my guy. I need that guy in my in my band. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know how Richie sounds, so that's my impersonation yeah. of Ricky Blackmore. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm you know, very I, quiet unless I'm yelling at you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I saw a picture of him the other day where he looked exactly like Mr. Bean. I thought that shit was hilarious. That's unsettling. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's what he sounds like. But, uh, like just, just, hmm, hmm. but he, uh, yeah, but I mean, good for Graham Bonnet and that. That's weird. Imagine getting like put in the, the Heavy Metal Hall of Fame and you never thought you... Were heavy metal that, dude. Yeah. Like, oh, but you're like, hey, they're giving me an award, and you know. I mean, shit, if Jethro Tull could win the first uh, heavy metal Grammy. Yeah. And even they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't even know why they were nominated. Yeah. More news from the Alcatraz uh, family. You know, for uh, the last five years, six years, the last few couple of times that I saw them, or him or them, uh, his girl was playing bass, you know, okay. and she was very, I mean, let me put it to you this way. The whole rainbow family of, of, uh, artists, mm-hmm. the bass has always been very subdued. Not, yeah. not, you know, it's not a lead instrument by any stretch no. in any. So she was able to cover those parts really well, but she was the most minimalist bassist that I ever saw. She yeah. played the least number of notes she had to play to <laughs> to, uh, to to make get, that happen. To get the point across. Yeah. And, you know, and it was fine because, like I say, it's not bass-oriented. Hey, it's like jazz. It's about the notes you aren't playing. Right? right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, uh, but she's leaving the band. Yeah. But her dad is sick. She needs to take care of him or whatever it is. So there's going to be some other... Uh, who knows? Neil Murray or somebody from those days might some be coming back ass, around. Yeah. You know, some random ass bass player that doesn't have to work all real hard. Yeah, that, it'd be funny that if be they too. just went another direction and right. Like, hey, hey, Billy Sheehan, yeah, come call on, Billy yeah. Sheehan and let him do some monster ass bass shit. Yeah, that would be, be like, crazy. That's a different sound for these songs, right? Which kind of was the direction that I was hoping that this Vegas David Lee Roth thing was going to be. It seems but gay, it dude. is so not. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah. Oh man, and in the way that on on a, some some uh, page, whatever classic rock or one of those, yeah. somebody said it's a really good Van Halen tribute, but they need a new singer. Oh, damn. Yeah, that's pretty much how you. You know, that's... and. And and, it is. and really and and the band that is what it sounds like. It sounds like yeah. a tribute band, you know. Uh, I mean, and at this point, man, I'm telling you, I would. I mean, I would rather see Van Halen or fucking or Steel Panther doing a bunch of Van Halen songs yeah. than I would go see Dave. It's yeah, not, well, you know. That being said, if he if he comes with Kiss, I'll probably go. Well, he and, is you know, coming with yeah. Kiss. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so, so I mean, I, I think it's worth the lawn ticket. Yeah, you know, me and my brother talked about the same thing. Yeah. Just getting a lawn ticket and uh, trip just, out. Yeah, like okay, Dave sucks now. Yeah, yeah. You know, my brother had a his 
I, his uh, take on it was, well, Dave always kind of sucked live. That was part of his charm. Right. I was like, yeah, it looks like it, it sucks in a different way than he yeah, sucked Yeah, it, it used to suck a lot better with fucking, <laughs> you know, big jumps and fucking samurai swords and fucking yeah. weird. Now he's just an old dude. Yeah, he does he, twirls. He don't do none of that yeah. shit no more. And that's, when that's the, the when that's the draw, man, uh, nope. Yeah. But yeah. That's a shame, but it is what it is. Yeah. So we want to talk about, uh, we got some uh, metal albums that are coming out in 2020. We're going to talk right. about them a little bit, which ones we're actually interested in. I actually didn't write those down, did you? I didn't, but I did have that text you sent me. Okay, good. <laughs> um, another another dude, the, the Ozzy songs are leaking out from that album, right, which is supposed to come out next month. And they got the Elton John song. They got a couple of yeah. graveyard songs and whatever. All his songs are about like he's about to die. Well, I think that's the shtick, you know, yeah. which, I mean, you know. And, it, I mean, he didn't look too good walking around on that cane in that one thing that they showed or whatever. But I think, it, you know, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. If the tour's postponed again, then we'll know that something's yeah. really wrong. I've been hanging on to these things that yeah. I, I can only imagine they accumulate in value. I'm not even sure where my tickets are, to be honest. Yeah. I know but, where mine are at, but yeah. it's like, eh. I mean, I'm, I will give it a list. I'll give Ozzy's album a stream yeah. and see if there's anything on it. Because yeah. I haven't liked really the one that I think the one you liked. The least was the one I liked the most, okay. and I think it's because you know uh, Elton John. I like Elton John. Right, I think he's a good singer. Yeah, I, like, I, like, his, Elton I John. like his songs. Yeah. I think he kind of helps that song out. Right, and it's a ballad. And right. about for me with the ballads like the thing i always liked about ozzy ballads was not ozzy you know the thing yeah. i liked about ozzy ballads was usually they had like some nice like classical style guitar in it or you know like a nice uh yeah sing-songy solo or you know lita something. ford yeah lita <laughs> ford you know and you know and this one it's it's a slash solo and you're and not big on slash anyway. not really and it and it's and it seemed very much like, like okay, uh, I have an idea for a solo, so I need I want to get it down, and then later on I'll come and and finish it. All you right. know, that's what yeah. it sounded like to me. Like yeah, you know, I thought it he sounded. Needs to come back and finish it. It sounded okay to me. Um, it wasn't up there with some of Slash's other solos. Right. I feel like he kind of tossed out a a solo and was done with it. That was probably like a one take solo or yeah. something. And he got paid. Yeah. You know, which to me, I mean, you know, and that's all well and good, but I mean, you know, I mean, I'd rather have Ace Freely come in and do that, and the solo's going to be better, to me, Yeah, I think. So, I got I got your list you sent me of 2020 albums, 
because uh, we knew we know <laughs> Ozzy has his coming out. Supposedly, Maiden right is putting out another album right in 2020, which we'll definitely have to give a listen to. And when it comes out, we'll talk about it on the podcast. Right. So your list, uh, and with a couple of notes that you put on there, was the ones you're able to find that for sure have a 2020 release were Body Count, yeah, Corey Taylor, Deep Purple, which you put. WTF after. Yeah. yeah, I had no idea they were trying to do that. <laughs> uh, King Diamond, Lamb of God, Machine Head, Mastodon, Megadeth, Nine Inch Nails, Rat with another WTF. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Zombie, Scorpions, Sepultura, Sons of Apollo, STP, and Striper, which you didn't put a WTF yeah. after Striper. Yeah. I, I think you're very... I think I ran out of WTFs on that uh, by that point. I don't. Okay, so just to go to the WTF ones, I you know, okay, Deep Purple. They've been putting out albums, right? Relatively consistently, right? With this approximation of a lineup, I don't know. They're on like Mark eight or nine, yeah, at this point, yeah. But, They've been kind of putting out records here and there every five years or so. Yeah. So that one's not as much of a surprise. See, I think I was under the impression that this was the last tour. Yeah. And so if you're going to do the last tour, why would you do another album? It just seems weird to me. Like if Kiss did an album right now. Yeah. Well, (laughs) Ozzy did an album while he was like postponing a tour on account of dying. That's true too. But you know, he's got that. He's got uh, somebody pushing him to work. But yeah, and then uh, rat. Yeah, I could see some old dudes being like, "Oh, cool, a new Deep Purple record." Right. I, I don't know who the fuck's asking for a rat album in twenty twenty. Right. right. Or a striper album. I no. didn't even. I didn't know any striper fans at the time. Right. So much less. Somebody now. had to like. Somebody them. had to. They like were them. selling records yeah. in the eighties. Yeah, they but, sure were. Um, yeah. Out of those that you listed, um. I'd probably give, like, well, I'll, I'll give Sons of Apollo a little more of a listen. Yeah. I might give Scorpions. I'll give Scorpions a chance. I'm surprised they didn't kind of put a WTF after Scorpions. Well, you know, yeah, the but... Scorpions could always hit you with the with the number one ballad. Yeah. Never know. It could happen again. <laughs> it could happen Megadeth, again. Yeah. Megadeth, I'll be down for. Uh... But you know, the Scorpions, man, they... Their lyricist for the for the time that they were big was Herman Rarebell, yeah. the drummer, and it was between his fucking broken English, his misogyny, yeah, and his party time attitude that all those fucking lyrics came to be. Yeah, you know I'm gonna fucking give her inches and feed her well. Yeah. you know and all that shit that only could make sense from the Scorpions. Yeah, and only could you know. So without him, I don't know what the fuck they're gonna write about. You know, they—I don't know what a bunch of sixty-something-year-old yeah, dudes. Yeah, they used to write about fucking write about either. Right. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But uh, I'm sure. I'm, I mean, I'm sure the guitars will sound cool. Oh yeah, shit like that. Um, Matthias super underrated. I think he fucking has like such a great tone, and he's always in tune, and he's always fucking on. You know, he's always in the pocket. I, some people don't really don't dig him, but I've always yeah. liked him. Yeah, I do have to say, uh, definitely, I'm gonna have to go with the biggest. What the fuck? Why is this a thing? Is a 2020 Striper album. Yeah, that's uh. I, although I, what this is one of those things where I feel like I'm gonna like go on Wikipedia and find out they've been doing like an album a year for like 20 something years. Right. But. Well, you know, he was the first uh, Michael Sweet the. The dude, he basically is Striper. He yeah. uh, he was the first guy to come out on on record and say that basically, I'll make an album. I'll still make albums, but I'm gonna make like forty, fifty grand yeah. off a record. That's about it. So looking at Striper's discography, you have their big, you have their. They're, they're big to hell period. with the devil. Yeah, that was 86. Well, they had the yellow and black attack in 84. Yeah. And soldiers under command. And to hell with the devil. So you had, you had 84, 85, 86, 88, 
90. And then I'm guessing the band was defunct until 2005 because that's when Reborn came out. Yeah. And they had an album in 2009, Murder by Pride, 2011, yeah. The Covering, 2013, Second Coming. And, and what the hell is No More Hell? Back and the- No More Hell to pay in the same year. Back in the days, there always was rumors that, oh, yeah, Striper's going to come back as a black metal band. And all these. <laughs> so, like I said, 2015, they had a record. 2018, it's just what I said. These fuckers have been about every been couple doing of years. It. So, so, so yeah, I, I don't know how well they sell, but. And you know what, man? Must be I mean, making enough. <laughs> I mean, obviously, records don't sell like they used to. Uh-huh. Then again, studio time doesn't cost what it used to. So might as well, if you have something to fucking write, you might as well write it. You know, I mean, it doesn't stop comedians from writing new material because fucking nobody comes to their shows. So you'll you'll be happy to know this. Their 2018 release, Goddamn Evil, Mm. it hit number 77 on the U.S. charts. Right. Uh, it, It was number two. It peaked at number two on the U- U.S. Christian charts. Oh, jeez. Couldn't even make number one on a Christian? And hit number three on the U.S. hard rock charts. Whoa. So maybe this was like a sick record that I missed I out I didn't even on. know there was a U.S. hard rock chart. Well, they hit number three right. on it. Um, yeah. So I don't see, know how- But see, those are the same numbers that they're, that, that they're using when Sharon says that uh, this last single was Ozzy's best single of all time yeah some random shit went to number whatever the fuck it went, went to. to number one on some random chart you didn't yeah. know was a thing yeah fuck all that shit that shit ain't real yeah. all right so uh in closing fucking neil pert died which uh i mean it's a it's a crazy thing yeah because like first of all when you when I just said it wrong, you know you I said care. his name wrong and fucking been saying it wrong the whole my whole life. Yeah, everybody says it wrong. Yeah, because in those days you just whoever told you about him first, that's yeah. who you fucking. Yeah, I want to see this. That's big, how you say it. My fantasy band would be Neil Pert, Ingvi. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, you know. Matthias. Yeah, and all these exactly. dudes that you don't know how to say it. All the dudes, yeah, exactly. So, but um, but you know. Uh, I know a lot of people have their issues with Rush. E- with Rush, either I mean, there are a few people who just kind of like Rush. Okay, it's it's more but of a you either fucking love, love them Rush or, or you, you fucking can't stand it. Yeah, I kind of fit. I actually kind of fit in that. I I like them okay. Yeah. Um, it's weird because, like I said, when I first tried to get into Rush. I went that route of grabbing like a greatest hits right thing because that's usually right a good way like, to get wow, into this a band. Is all over the place. Yeah, yeah, so I'm like, I don't get this at all. Yeah. I mean, I dig Tom Sawyer, right, and shit like that, but I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'm super super into this. Yeah, and then everyone's like, oh man, you got to listen to you know, right, twenty one twelve. Yeah, so I finally listened to that. I'm like, oh, this is fucking badass. Right. So I've been more converted. I still don't sit down and jam Rush, right. but I get it a little bit more, and I get why people love them so right. much. I honestly, I, I 
I don't get why people hate him as much as they do, and I guess it's just Getty Lee's voice. Yeah. It's hard you know. to fucking listen to, like, musicianship of that level and being like, fuck this, they yeah, suck. Yeah, right. Like, you can't... On any metric, you can't say they suck. No. You can say, I don't like it. Exactly. But everybody's but I, a fucking virtuoso in yeah. that band. And you know what? And, and a lot of people in their, in their um, statements, because everybody made a statement when Neil died. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of people that were like, you know, I didn't really love Rush, but... But this dude's a fucking... Yeah. One of the sickest drummers of all time. You know, and and uh, it was actually uh, on a... Um, I saw a little short interview with uh, Graham Bonnet where uh, they talked about his induction to the Metal Hall of Fame and all that, and he had uh, Joe Stump with him and Chris Impelitary. Mm-hmm. And um, Chris Impelitary brought up an interesting thing and he said that, you know, that Neil was fucking, he was musical. He was a musical drummer. Like, if you were to take just the isolated drum tracks, yeah. you could quite possibly know what song that is. That wouldn't be very possible with very many drummers. No. You know? <laughs> so, you know, and it, and in my mind, growing up, he was the greatest drummer that had ever lived. And then at some point you realize that there really is no greatest drummer, you know, especially when the dude himself is telling you that he's not the greatest drummer, yeah. you know. But for me, I mean, uh, now there are dudes who can do what Neil Peart did, you know, Mike Portnoy and a bunch of dudes that can, yeah. you know. But before that, there wasn't, yeah. you know. And and for me, when there would be guys who would say things like, John Bonham is better than Neil Peart, I just thought that was ridiculous. Like, yeah. I just couldn't see any way that you could see that. Now I see, you know, yeah, I mean, obviously Bonham was a great drummer, but uh, to me, like, in the rock, hard rock, heavy metal worlds there was nobody that could touch neil pert yeah you know and um and that sucks that that uh you know that you know brain cancer and you know and he probably wasn't the same dude at the very end you know because yeah. I've, I've had some experience with brain cancer it fucking sucks because that the you lose the person you know yeah i mean it's i can't imagine i don't know exactly what it's like um my uh my wife's grandmother died when she had uh, skin cancer that spread to the brain. Right. And she said it was one of those things where she was pretty different. Yeah. The end there. Because it's literally, you got shit kind of tearing your brain apart. Exactly. So whatever is in there is getting ripped to shreds right. and this and that. So your personality is starting to get out there. You don't remember things anymore. Right. Uh, you know, I had my... My grandma, she had Alzheimer's, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it was a little bit different in the sense she couldn't remember me anymore, but her personality was the same. Right. Which was weird. Right. Because, you know, and, you know, not to get too in the weeds on that, but it was the first time I saw her and she didn't remember me, mm. um, it was, she asked my mom if she's like, oh, do I know him? And my mom's like, yeah, that's your grandson, Michael. That's, you know, Leo's son, you know? Mm. She's like, oh, okay. And then at one point, she's blowing a kiss to my granddad, uh, who's sitting across from her. Mm-hmm. And I kind of noticed that because I was sitting next to her. And she's like, oh, I'm, 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 that's for my sweetie over there. She's like, I- I'll shake your hand. You seem like a nice fella. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that kind of thing. Right. I was like, oh, thank you. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it, was, it had to have been rough at the end for him. Nobody even knew he was sick for the right. most part. I imagine you know? it was his family and... And a few friends, yeah. And I guess, the, you know, the dudes in the band. Yeah. They had already hung it up. Right. So there wasn't going to be any more right. Rush music anyway. Yeah. So at least, I guess at least there's that, that there was already that kind of final chapter in that right. stamp. But you never, you never like to see a guy go before his time. No, no. You know, yeah. and, 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 you know, especially like a, like, you know, a, a dude that really used his brain, got the most out of it, you know, yeah. and then, and then for it to be that way, you know, kind of sucks. Yeah. Well, you know, now on the, on the, I don't know if this would be a bright side. I don't know what, what it would be. And I don't even know if it's a possibility, but to me, if I was Getty or Alex or whatever, 
I would have felt really, really weird about going on the road while Neil was still alive. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe now that'll be different. Maybe now they'll feel like, you know what? Okay, that obviously chapter is closed. Yeah. But we could probably get a drummer and go on the road and do some interesting things. Yeah, you know, if they wanted to. I, I think know. they're probably going to leave it alone. Though. Yeah, they might. Yeah. I think it's might. going to be, they had already retired. I think yeah. it's going to be like, a, you know, speaking of Bonham, when he died, that was it for Zeppelin. That's true. You know, that is true. They've had a couple of reunion shows with his son. Yeah. But that's about it. Yeah. And they, it, it wasn't good. None of that was good. Yeah. So um, I think it's best to leave it where it was. I think they had a good send off as yeah. a band. Yeah. And, you know, maybe. Maybe do a one-off tribute show or yeah, something, something with, like that with like a Mike Portnoy on right. drums. That would be awesome. Bring in maybe a few different like sick-ass technical drummers, right? And do a little tribute like they did when Freddie Mercury passed away, right? But it wouldn't be as big, yeah. Something like that. But. You know that you know um, when uh, Rush always came to San Diego every year, and I saw them every time they came. And I did go see him in L.A. a few times yeah. also because I wanted to catch him twice or or I was able to. Um, but then on the last tour, they didn't come uh. here. And they went to L.A. and the Chargers had just left. And I was all butthurt about that. She had a real, I, real hate and boner I was like, for L.A. Fuck L.A., yeah. you know, and, and whatever. And I was like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go, man. Fuck that shit, man. They always fucking came here, and now they don't want to come here, and fuck L.A., and whatever, whatever. But I really, really regret yeah. it, man. I should have went, you it's know. kind of how I feel about not seeing Heaven and Hell yeah. during that time period. Yeah. It's like I didn't know that Dio was going to die within exactly. a couple of years. Yeah, so, you know, that's what they... You so knew it, that. Well, the, that was the thing. Nobody knew that was their final tour either. Right. They didn't announce it like that. Yeah, no. They just did a tour, and then they're when they're done, they're like, yeah, we're done. Yeah. Yeah, so you could uh, you could always have rationalized ah they'll right. maybe they'll come back around the next loop. Right, you know it is. Oh, we did we did get to see one of the last handfuls of Sabbath shows. You know, I saw one of the last Lemmy shows. Yeah, even though you know it wasn't, but um, but yeah, man, I get the feeling that we're gonna be seeing a lot of last shows coming up here soon yeah. and. It, it doesn't really seem like there's too many bands that are going to step into those shoes of some of these bands. Well, and I think that might be why the tribute thing is getting so big. Yeah, because, because know, there's there's no new big <laughs> giant bands filling that void that people want. Or it could just be... There's a lot of metal bands out there. Mm -hmm. I, there's a combination of... There's not as many that are just jumping out at you like some of these old ones and then everybody gets fucking old and they don't mm -hmm. have time for new shit yeah yeah so you know there's plenty of metal bands with, that the kids are listening right. to but you know but. what man i think the same thing the same thing applies in metal that always has and i mean look at fucking british lion the steve harris's other band yeah that he you know obviously he wants to have a great band it's his, his solo band yeah. he wasn't his singer's not good. Yeah. You know, and that's the ultimate, like, it's really hard to find a really, really good metal singer. Yeah. And and so they so they do growling, or they, they have a chick, or they, yeah. you know, or they have a, a subpar guy, and it's just like, man, dude, that, where's the next Halford coming from? The next Jeff Tate coming from? The next yeah. Dio? It's even the next Ozzy. Yeah. They're it's, in the tribute bands, dude. Yeah. They realize they can make more money imitating those dudes than yeah, they're and, playing their original shit. Yeah, and they're maybe they all hang around thinking they're gonna have a ripper story. You know, you know, could happen because he he got randomly plucked right, and they said, "All right, right you fucking sound like Rob. Right, enough. you're in Judas Priest now. Yeah. And, and if you and if you can be that that Richie Faulkner dude who they say added new spark, right? Yeah, then that's that's the shit. Yeah. That's the shit. All right. So we're in about an hour. So that's, uh, I guess we'll call it on that one. That sounds like good to me. <laughs> so uh, 
Thanks for listening to our first episode of the year. We'll be coming back soon again. The Metal Shop Podcast 2020. <laughs> and we're fucking out.